basically it's as it happened according to the dog mostly because the, the dog wasn't part of the sag so you know <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Full Scoop Podcast. I'm Alan Brown, and serving up stories with me today are Jess, Ben, and Winston. On today's episode, Jess is going to answer the burning question, why are babies racist? <laughs> ben is going to tell us the one thing we need to do to fix the global economy. And Winston is going to give us the guaranteed 10-step process to winning an Oscar for Best Film. Well, of course. Number one, step one is you got to slap Chris Rock. No <laughs> You really got to want it. Of course, we're joking. We're going to also talk a little bit about April Fool's and uh, maybe about the man who invented April Fool's. That's going to get juicy. But before we get to all that, Jess, you have a story (laughs) somewhat about (laughs) babies and racism. So this was a children's book aimed at children from ages zero to five. It's pretty much aimed to discuss racism and anti-racism with children at what the writer considers a time that prejudices are being born with children or being formed rather with children. It, it does give a few steps on how to discuss racism with children and how to form more equality in the world as a young child. I feel a little conflicted about this book. I was looking into it. And although the aim of the book is to discuss racism and how to be anti-racist, It does seem like a lot of the concepts are a little bit heavier than what I think a child of the demographic that it's aiming towards can handle. A lot of it is specific steps you can take to call out policies and different steps like that, which I do think some children may not understand yet. So I feel that though the book is a really good concept, I don't know if the verbiage and the level of context that it wants to discuss is correct for the children's demographic wow just based on that a a few questions pop up right away i'm not familiar with the concept of anti-racism right off the bat sounds like maybe we should be calling that sans racism i figure you know that's the world we want to live in in a world sans racism anti-racism like sounds like we're now being racist (laughs) towards racist yeah like some i don't know (laughs) It, it sounds a little bit weird, but it, it's, it also sounds like you're saying that the, the book has multiple audiences and it, it can't figure out which one it wants to focus on. More so right? than, than various audiences, I think it aims itself to be a children's book first, but then it follows right after that with different steps you can teach your child or discuss with your child to make equality a reality which in and of itself is a really good concept, but the topics in those steps are a little bit heavier than the demographic, which is zero to five years old. And I mean, of course you can go past that, but I do think that that's kind of a young age to discuss these topics with in a way that will make sense for those children. Got it. Uh, I also heard that it's um, on some kind of bestseller list now. Yes. Senator Ted Cruz asked about this book and he did mention that he doesn't think children should be made to feel like they're racist, which is pretty much the opposite of what the book is trying to do. It's actually trying to provide steps on how to be anti-racist, which again, that kind of lies in 
the middle where if you say anti-racist, then that that can mean that you have to avidly be anti-racist. You can't just be not racist. You have to actively work to not be racist. I do think one thing to really point out about Mr. Cruz's Teddy's logic there is that a lot of racists don't feel that they are racist. You know, so they're saying like, oh, children should be made to feel racist. Adult racists don't feel like they're racist. Okay, so that to me is is nonsensical it's like yeah even the adult racists don't think they're racist so it's it's and and i do like that you know i understand that you know it can be confusing that it seems like it's targeting two demographics but i think responsible parents read with their children and i think some of this information is certainly aimed at some of these parents who definitely need to learn some of this stuff you know it's not necessarily just to inform the children, it's definitely to inform the parents of those children steps that maybe they can do to better their acceptance and, and, and things like that. That lines up. That makes a lot more sense. I'm mm -hmm. sold. I will place my order. You should check it out and see if you think it is a topic of discussion for your child. And if it has questions or steps that you feel your child would actually understand in, in the context that it's written and in the format that it's written. Yeah, makes sense. Definitely. Ben, uh, you had a story about Tesla and when are there not stories about Tesla? Uh, <laughs> there's a hundred so of I, them right now on Twitter. So what do you have for us? So I guess we're putting on the, the Elon Musk hat today, right? No, well, the funny thing is like Tesla's coming in into the proposing already like filing the K9, K8 form with the SEC, which is the, the stock split form, which is really rare because right, like Tesla last time they split was like less than two years ago. It was on August 31st of 2020, which is rare because some a company of that magnitude usually like splits somewhere in seven to 10 years. But that's not the only thing. Like I feel like there's gonna be a turn in the market essentially because not only Tesla, but also like Amazon, Google and GameStop this week just announced that they were considering stock splits. Ooh. So what I think is happening is that they're preparing for a better entry point into their stocks in the market because they they feel like there's turmoil coming. You get me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where where is this is this coming from, Ben? You know, because you know it was one thing with Tesla, and I was like looking into the links that that you had sent, and I saw, well, you know, it's a a lot of a lot of movement going on with Tesla, but now you mentioned Amazon as well, and uh, who, who was the other one? Uh, Google and GameStop. So, oh wow, yeah. So, like, where is this coming from? If if there's any ideas, they're trying to pick up traction. I feel like that's what they, that's what they, historically speaking, like every time there's a stock split, it mm -hmm. it shouldn't affect it, but it always does. Mm -hmm. Like it, oh it, it should. It's yeah, like it's a piece <laughs> of the pie that it's the same amount of pie but because you can buy a smaller piece of the pie now everybody wants a piece of pie i think that's what's going on because why else would they be doing something so soon of devaluing their, their shares as a matter of fact they're about to reach like a top uh a certain amount of, of common shares that they can have before the sec has to stop them and tesla is already flirting with with that threshold so why else like i feel like something's going something I don't want to be the, the conspiracy head guy, right? But 
I feel like something's something's going on in this coming year. And yeah. every, all the big companies are foreshadowing something's happening and they're all preparing okay. for it. So this isn't something that's just going to affect the automotive industry in terms of no. like Tesla stock and all that. Like there should mm-hmm. be ripples throughout. Yeah, I think we're going to see it. I mean, Tesla, even though it's an automotive company, I've always seen it more as a tech company. Yeah. Like, and I feel that they're one of the flagship tech companies that anything happens to Tesla directly or indirectly will affect the market itself. I mean, it's already yeah. in the, it's already a trillion dollar company, which only a handful of companies are up there. What's next for them, except for long term pre- um, preservation? That's the only thing I can think of. I I do agree that I think of Tesla first as a tech company, and although they have a Tesla car, I see that as a product of their tech industry rather than the automotive industry. And I do also understand that there is a change coming you've seen everything raise in prices and that is definitely rippling through on multi multiple facets of everyday life for sure i mean you want to know how much of a non-car company tesla is i just look at the numbers they sold half a million cars in 2020 which sounds like a lot of cars but there was there's already three there was three million electric vehicles sold in 2020 and Tesla didn't even have half of those out there. Oh, wow. And yet they're the top valuation automotive company out there. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that is due to speculation, I've heard, right? Like yeah. the price doesn't match what the company is making. But they've that been riding is. on that train for a long time. And sounds like they got <laughs> another strategy to keep it going. <laughs> and, and here's the funny part. Like in 2020 and 2021, we saw growth. We saw immense amounts of growth. But yet this year, we've actually seen a decline in their valuation. We've gone down about 5% in 2022. Why did we stop growing? And so I feel mm-hmm. like that's what triggered the, the proposal of the stock split. Got it. Mm-hmm. There we go. But so they we have a perfectly rational reasons. You know, they're, they're like, uh-oh, this, this is a little blip here. We didn't have this before. So they're mm-hmm. just they're reacting to it. That makes sense. Awesome. What, are the, what are the reactions been from the economic or the business world? What's what's their reaction to this? It's Elon Musk. Nobody knows how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Good summary there. I heard that on NPR too. Like I, I think someone was asked a similar question, and the the cor- correspondent said, "You know, it doesn't make sense. I don't even know how they're gonna do it." Like effectively i guess they could split the stock but they're doing it in a weird way like they're not they haven't even explained exactly how they're going to do it like are they just going to split it in two they're going to do a four for one well that's that's been updated because they because they're like reaching the top of the amount of uh, of common shares exactly they can they can't do it out of their own free will like they have to they have to go into a vote and the, the next voting is i think it's the third quarter of this year so there has to be a, a vote to see if there's gonna if they're gonna be able to split the uh, the stock, and then so by how many shares, because anything over two to one already brings it over the threshold. So what's gonna happen there? You get me? And they can't just they can't give a, a strong dividend because Tesla usually works on a on a cash burning uh, model, so there's not a lot of cash in there. Wow. Well, we're 
I'm going to have to do a follow-up to this story when it happens. <laughs> whenever, whenever it updates us, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll update us. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep up with this Twitter. Winston, you have a, a story for us. What do you have? Yeah, I wanted to bring up the concept of based on a true story. We see this all the time in movies, you know, based on the harrowing true events. We see it all the time in TV, ripped from the headlines on a new Law and Order. And I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to just, you know, bring up this concept of based on a true story and get you all's opinion. You know, do you all have you ever like seen that tagline based on a true story and felt further enticed? To like, I need to see this episode, or I need to see this movie, or I need to read this mm -hmm. book, or whatever. What is your all's opinion on that, honestly? Ooh. To give you all time to think, let me give you my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, please do. You know, I've, I, I can honestly say I've never seen a trailer or a movie where I'm like, and I see that, I'm like, I have to. You know, I don't feel like I've ever felt the need to really go check it out. However, any movies that I have eventually checked out or seen that were later based on a true story, you know, like some of the more popular ones, of course, are The Conjuring, The Amityville mm -hmm. Horror, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even is purported to have been based on a true story. Mm -hmm. After having seen it, I am interested in looking up the history of it. Mm -hmm. you know, how, how based on a true story was it? You know, where does it deviate from, from fact and just go straight into fiction, you know? So... While I've never been moved to go see it beforehand, having watched the movie or episode that was based on a true story has motivated me to go check out the actual true story of what happened. Mm -hmm. Ben, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, call me what you will, but if I see based on a true story, my self-preservation is saying go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Why go looking where you don't want to find anything? But I'm not a much of a horror film kind of guy. Well, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be horror. You know, like that movie. Oh my god, that movie with Tom Hanks and and the captain. I'm the captain now. You know, that's based <laughs> on a true story. You know, there's a lot of love stories that were based on a true story. You know, so just the, just I mentioned horror because those are the mm -hmm. more popular ones. But, you know, just the concept of based on a true story. Isn't, I think, Homeward Bound, you know, where the dogs find their way home. That's mm -hmm. also kind of based on a true story. No way. I did not know that. All I'm going to go watch it again. It's working. <laughs> that might have motivated you to check that out. For sure. Uh, Jess? That is very interesting. I, I do usually think of horror movies when you say based on a true story. But I don't know if I've ever seen that tagline and rush to go see it more so than I've liked movies. And then when I see that it's based on a true story, then that's what grabs me into looking into the backstory and the history of what the movie is about. But I know that there is that meme going around that says this movie isn't scary. And then the tagline based on a true story, all of a sudden it's scarier <laughs> because, yes. you yeah, know, it's, it's out there. True. It's happened to somebody. But I don't know. I especially nowadays, I, I don't watch a lot of TV where I think we used to see a lot of those trailers or movie mm -hmm. ads. I don't know that I've seen one recently that made me rush to go see it. I think I always stumble upon that and do definitely feel intrigued by the background of it after I've seen it, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure me, like, yeah, I do like to look into, like, actual history. Like, okay, what 
what was real, which kind of leads mm -hmm. me to a little, little follow-up here. What is your opinion of where the true story clearly has branched off and it just goes off mm -hmm. full fiction? Do you have an opinion either way? Because for, for my, my personal view, like even if it's based on a true story, if at mm -hmm. some point you want to go full fiction and just go crazy, I've never minded that because at yeah. the end of the day, it's a story, it's a movie, mm -hmm. you know, real life often is not told in three acts with a climax and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So to me, it's not a problem if a true story is dramatized to fit that structure and be more entertaining. Ooh, now it's on the other side, I think. Uh -huh. where if you do have a true story and you end up deviating into complete creative freedom, like I think there was a recent movie of Shannon Tate that Hilary Duff was in, and that is based mm -hmm. on an actual true story. And then they went full left off of what the real story is. So in that situation, a lot of people thought that it was inspired by true events that were very much a cinematic experience but then deviated into complete fiction, which some felt that was disrespectful. So, ah, oh, that's a hard question. Yeah, would that be disrespectful or disingenuous? I mean, it's like the dog movie, the one we just mentioned right now. What, mm -hmm. what was it? Bound. Homeward Bound. I'm pretty sure they didn't get the, the direct uh, narrative <laughs> from the dog. So. For, and I'm the cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> the dog dictated the, the story. Journey. You know, the harrowing story, you know, that Shadow. Labrador basically barked Morse code and they wrote it down and that's how they <laughs> transcribed it. Of His course, the uh, screenwriter had to take that and, and add some more interesting plot points. But basically, it's as it happened, according to the dog. Mostly because the, the dog wasn't part of the SAG, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually have a, a good take on this because I do get sucked in by that nowadays mostly with crime thrillers or true crime stories and the venue even though Jess said we don't watch tv i don't have tv anymore uh, mm -hmm. i do go watch movies and i see trailers on youtube but the trailers that i that i watch most often on a day-to-day week-to-week basis are on netflix you're scrolling through that and like a piece of it starts playing and if they have that hook they'll put it right at the beginning this is based on a true story and I've seen a couple in the past week, actually, but the one that I want to talk about is from two weeks ago, which annoyed the heck out of me because of, of what Winston said about the, you know, life isn't really told in three acts. So mm -hmm. spoiler alert, this is about inventing Anna. So this okay. is about Anna Delvey. And one of the one of the first annoying things that happens in that in that series, and it's repetitive throughout as they start the episode with this story is completely true except for the parts mm -hmm. that aren't and i hate that <laughs> what is that that is nonsense don't even say that then just say based on a true story i'll understand this is, i'm not watching a documentary i know that so mm -hmm. just tell me it's based on a true story but that i just uh, i think they were trying to be edgy and it didn't work it rubbed me the wrong way for some reason but yeah. the story itself was really interesting so i stuck through it all the way to the end and unfortunately, they couldn't really complete Act 3. For me, mm -hmm. I do actually like to, if I finish a, a documentary, and let's say it's from 2019, it'll be up to date up to 2019. So right after, I'm very curious to go Google what's, what's happened since then. 
And so it gets me to to find more information on it. I love that. With this one, I believe it just came out. It, it is from 2022. And so I watched the whole thing. And then at the end, they ended it by saying, in 2019, da, 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 something happened to Anna. And then I, I, I ended up thinking, why would you tell me up to 2019? What's happened since then? You're a new documentary. You're supposed to have the latest yeah. information. I understand that maybe they filmed a couple of years ago. Sometimes that happens as well. And sorry, this is not a documentary. This is a series. So it's fictional. Mm -hmm. They created this. And then at the end, they gave like the update as to what really happened in real life to her up to 2019. And it's not mm -hmm. like they filmed a whole scene to wrap up. They just put the black screen with white text on it and says, in 2019, uh, I think she was mm -hmm. extradited to another country like based on everything that i saw in this series that is not the end of the story she's not just gonna go quietly <laughs> away <a> good night. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure she had I... more tricks up her sleeve so i i mean i i had to i had to look it up and, and find out what's going on i mean yes 2019 she was extradited but she's back to doing something with fashion so she's got more projects and i felt mm -hmm. like for something that just came out you can add a couple more boxes of text to update mm -hmm. the audience. And it just, they didn't stick the landing is what I'm saying there. But that's specifically to that, to that series. In general, yeah, I'm going through Netflix. And if it says based on a true story, add to list, add to list. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, maybe I'm not going to watch it right away. But it is on my list because it, it's now like, piqued my interest a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Do we know if that series was created with the help of the actual Anna? I can't remember her last name, but with her help or was it just created? Oh my God, Anna I hated Delvey. her accent. Anna Delvey. <laughs> my name is Anna Delvey. I, I have to assume that it no. was created. No, I, I have okay. to assume that it was because part of the, the storyline is that she wants to be famous. And then at some point she she has like people writing her story. And so I figured, well, if that actually happened where she was talking to a reporter while her situation was unfolding, I can only imagine that after the fact she was like, well, now I'm going to reach out to Netflix, Hulu, mm -hmm. you know, Amazon Prime Studios, whoever can take my story and turn it into something where I can make more money off of it. And mm -hmm. I haven't verified that, but... I can only imagine that that was another another venue for her. Maybe that's I how we got the series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I fully believe she, she was capable of that. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth the watch. It's just not like the ending is not great. But there are some, you know, some series are worth the watch because the journey is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I just, just be prepared to hate <laughs> her accent. Which... Then kind of circles back around. Sometimes the story doesn't end well because it's not deviating from from the truth into a good ending. Yeah. Sometimes either they end just stories just end abrupt real life ends abruptly or it just tapers off. Yeah. Like, you know, where's sure. my big infinity war climax here? <laughs> and I get one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see, it 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 had that tagline of everything's everything's completely true except for the parts that aren't yeah. so that kind of set the expectation that they were going to embellish a little bit 
and I'm sure they did in in the meat of it. And then at the mm -hmm. end, I felt like if you were already doing that, you might have as well finished strong, you know. Mm -hmm. um, what if they're not done? That is true. Left it on a possibility. Sort of season two, maybe. Let's see how people react. Mm -hmm. you worst know, case, worst case, we left it on, a, on like on a bad ending. <laughs> Best case, we have season two ready to go. That's yeah. Not, that's that not a, a a bad theory actually. They didn't end it with with a setup, but I mean, true. If it's based on a true story, they'll just put in something else. I, I think that's yeah. what happened with like Tiger King. Yeah, uh, there yeah. Wasn't, exactly. Was uh, obviously, people wanted more, and so they just released another people, season. People needed yeah. more. People needed people more. Needed more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wondering, like, why won't like what's going on? Like, right now, I'm like probably gonna Google what's going on just to get updated. After <laughs> I I wonder if that tagline was also an escape for them to not be sued, because since it is based on a, on true events, there are definitely people that may have been named or alluded to that don't agree with the version of events that was told. Oh, that's a great take on it. Yeah, there's there's mm -hmm. always that disclaimer at the end of the credits, right? <laughs> Legal. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of the names and and some of these characters are are completely fiction or something. So yeah, that that's a really good take. Winston, do you have any other thoughts on it for this for us? I really wanted to just sort of present this concept of base that we've lived with all our lives, mm -hmm. probably almost since cinema has been around the past hundred years, give or take. There have been movies and stories based on true events. Okay. How true and does it actually get you to watch it? Or in, you know, in, in some cases, yes, it does. And in other cases, it's the opposite. It's like it gets us more interested in the actual facts. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just wanted to put that out there, you guys. Man, if Pokemon came out and said based on a true story. Based on a true story. When did that happen? When did that happen? <laughs> All right. Where can we get one? Well, for our last story, I wanted to talk about April Fool's and the origin of April Fool's. So I was reading this, this story on NPR, and apparently the disappointing truth is that we don't actually know the true origins of April Fool's. And I was I so that, mad about that. The greatest, that the greatest April Fool's prank ever. I, I, You know what? I'm so conflicted because the story was published on April Fool's. So I don't know if I should believe it or not. And then at the end of the stories, uh, they write, uh, of course, you shouldn't believe most of the things that are published online in general, less on April Fool's. But you can totally believe this one. And I'm not sure... <laughs> What's going on? Some of this sounds sounds right, though. There's an ancient Roman festival called Hilaria. There is. No, there was. Maybe. I don't know. There's no one around today that was there to witness it. So how do we know for sure? But allegedly, there's an ancient. there was an ancient Roman festival called Hilaria where people would dress up in disguises and imitate others. And so somehow that, like, changed over the years. But the, the best... And most interesting explanation, and this may be completely false, but I'm going to drop the, the link to this story in the description anyway, so people can make the, their own minds. Uh, gullible fish might also explain the tradition. And so it goes back to that when, when France changed the calendars in the 16th century, what ended up happening is that there was an, an overlap. And so there was a new year that was being celebrated in April because 
not everybody wanted to adapt the change right away. Some people didn't receive the news because news just traveled so slowly back then. As it was, travel was you know painfully slow and then all of a sudden like you're gonna change dates so that you know that caused a whole bunch of confusion it led to some people celebrating the new year in spring and so those that were still doing that were made fun of by everyone else <laughs> and uh, they would uh, some they would paste paper fish on people's backs like that classic middle school you know elementary school prank <laughs> where you can't reach it and take it off and it would say april fish <laughs> on there and the idea is that in spring, fish are more plentiful and easier to catch. So in other words, April fish was more gullible than fish caught in other seasons. And I thought, oh, that's beautiful. If it's not true, I love it anyways. My only point of reference for this is the fact that there was a Simpsons gag that pretty much told the exact same story you did on like season three or four. Whereas, yeah, it's the, it's the change of the calendar. The only difference was, of course, in The Simpsons, it was the pagans who were celebrating New Year's on the wrong day in yeah. the spring. And the Christians, represented by Ned Flanders and his family, praying in April, playing April Fool's playing prank on the on the pagans and then ending up being burned at the stake by the pagans. Oh, no. And with Homer saying, God bless those pagans. You know, so I had heard that story that it had to do something. It had something to do with the change of the calendar. That, yeah, some either didn't adapt or, as you said, the uh, news didn't get out there. Yeah, you know, if, if the, the Holy Roman Empire makes a decision there in the Vatican, when is, how long before that finally spreads out to the rest of Europe? So there might be some truth to that. <laughs> I, I mean, if the Simpsons predicted so many things, how could they be wrong about this? It must be true. Now, <laughs> now I want to watch that episode. Not <laughs> I wonder if anybody, like, traveled somewhere for like let's say they traveled for a, a week or two came back and then they were like months in the future or something and that must have tripped <laughs> a whole lot of people out you get jet lag from just traveling a few hours into different time zones i can imagine you're in a whole new season now all of a sudden wait what happened what year is it <laughs> it's 1491 what <laughs> but i had some questions for you all on april fools winston do you actually celebrate April Fools with pranks? Well, I was going to, and then it just I guess just thinking about it backfired on me. I was gonna I was gonna tell, you know, Mrs. Smith over here that Friday I was gonna tell her, Oh no, I have to work on Sunday. And then I was gonna she she was gonna be like, No, and then I was gonna say April Fools. But I checked my work email and, and lo and behold I did end up having to work on Sunday. <laughs> so apparently just thinking about it put it out there to the universe. But I have in the past, you know, my, one of my favorites was uh, I did at my old job was, you know, everybody has the the new light mouses for their mm -hmm. computers. Yeah. All you got to do is just tape a piece of paper to that and then put it down. And you'll be surprised how long it takes before somebody actually just decides to lift the mouse and look underneath <laughs> to see if there's anything wrong with it. They'll check their connections. They'll check their keyboard. They'll be under the computer. They're behind him messing with whatever. They called the IT guy to come take a look at it. And once he came, I had to step in and I said, Joe, Joe, just oh, lift no. up the mouth. <laughs> He's like, uh, and I wrote on the piece of paper, April Fool's, you know? That is such a genius. <laughs> April Fool's prank. It's Great. so simple. 
kind of poetic even no, one's hurt. no one gets hurt no one gets no mad. one gets hurt <laughs> well that brings now me gotta... to my next question and it's for you ben how do you feel about pranks in the workplace because i <laughs> remember you have mentioned in the past a few good ones it's not the most ethical thing to do <laughs> <laughs> depending on the prank i would say depending on the prank <laughs> But now I want to now I want to put tape on on people's mouths. But I gotta wait a whole year before I can do that again. <laughs> Actually, put it on your calendar. The, the one thing I wanted to bring up is we celebrate April Fools on April first, right? But being that we're in Border Town, just across the border, Mexico doesn't celebrate it April first as Prank Day. Oh. They celebrate it on December twenty eighth. Completely <sighs> off, completely like different months. Wow. Might have to do with concept. the calendar change. Yeah. <laughs> That is interesting. We'll we should revisit that, that in depth. To figure out on their own, do some more research. <laughs> Jess, a, a question for you. How do you feel about couples who prank each other? Ooh, that is very dependent on the type of re relationship that you have. That can go south real quick, for sure. Very yeah. far south. Yeah, I, 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 I specifically, I'm thinking of those tiktok couples or i guess instagram mm -hmm. couples that just prank each other and i've seen some stories where like they they break up because each one keeps kind of raising mm -hmm. the bar and then they hit the other person's limit yeah <laughs> eventually yeah, it escalates too far yeah yes for sure i i do wonder how much of their pranks are real because if you do have a channel where you're pranking each other how do you not automatically assume that whatever craziness is going on isn't a prank you know well personally i try <laughs> to just avoid it altogether i yes. am a very big believer on karma so i try <laughs> to avoid it in the workplace in my relationship just anywhere i can yeah it eventually will escalate and then mm -hmm. i feel like yeah i don't want to be the one that <laughs> crosses the 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 threshold but i also don't want to be the other person who like all of a sudden i was like okay i can take that one that one's funny and then the next time they push it more and then i'm mm -hmm. like oh, okay now we have to have a conversation but that's and just not only me. that like yeah like there's also like some days you feel you feel like you can prank and you can get pranked and other Back. days you're not feeling it at all yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah exactly. for sure it's a fine line to walk i've i've been trying to get mrs smith to commit to a, a month long of scare pranks during october oh my god and she she, <laughs> she has yet to give me the go ahead on that so i i haven't i haven't moved on that so i, I assume you know hopefully with some of those couples as well that it's at least it's there's at least uh consent and some type mm -hmm. of a, agreed upon like okay we're gonna we're gonna be doing this but let's let's not go too far with mm -hmm. it, you know, other than the occasional just sneaking up behind them and just boo, you know, <laughs> which is which is fun and tame at the same mm -hmm. time. I do like that you give a time frame. We're doing pranks within the month of October. It kind of sets the expectations, and you can see the end in sight as well. <laughs> yeah, you want to nice. midnight. That's it. No, <laughs> We're no done holds here. barred. Anything goes. <laughs> One month only. <laughs> Well, uh, what I'm hearing is there needs to be a rule list and maybe even a signed agreement in order to avoid any <laughs> misunderstandings. Any repercussions. 
Uh, I think that's our show. Let's leave it there. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. You can find the links to the stories mentioned in this episode in the podcast description. If you like what you hear, subscribe or follow us on your podcast app, and you'll receive our latest episode in your feed for free. Really cool how that works. You just received the full scoop. We'll have more for you next week.